everybody to another edition of Band, The Misadventures of Rick Dunsford and Friends. And now please welcome your host, Mr. Rick Dunsford. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? How's it going, man? Well, pretty good, man. And we got a special guest here with us that's been a part of nearly every adventure. You know, up until when you came into picture, Dustin, and then it's like, <laughs> boy. And then you continued the adventures with me. Now we're all back to share all of our adventures, man. So it's pretty wild. But this is uh, uh, on the line. We got Matt Kennedy. What's up, Matt? What's up? How are you doing? Man, it's good to it's good to hear from you get from you again. It's, it's good to be like all three of us together because that was a very short period yeah. of time there that all three of us were kind of together. And then I went to Jeff City. Matt went to uh, Colorado, I believe. That's right. And uh, so now we're back together thanks to the power of the internet. <clears throat> and uh, we're uh, coming to you in today's adventure. Rick and Matt here are going to tell us the story of when they went to see Green Day in St. Louis. But before we get on, before we get to that, uh, we're going to kind of follow up uh, with what we did last week. Uh, if you guys listened last week, you kind of got to hear a little bit of Matt Kennedy's voice. Maybe not his real voice, but you still kind of got to hear oh. some of his work. <laughs> I wouldn't call it work. <laughs> uh, Matt is the one in the Dwayne prank call that we played you uh, and if we play more of these in the future of this show there's it's probably going to be Matt's voice that you'll hear uh, prank calling uh, Dwayne who you all got to kind of meet <laughs> last week uh, so let's look about that for a second uh, Matt <laughs> Yeah. How awkward. <laughs> How awkward was that conversation? Oh, you must be talking about the part where I made him jack off to me. <laughs> that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it was a long time ago, and I really had to access that inner gayness, you know, because that's the only way to be able to pull this off you know i wasn't just gonna make him just beat off because i know that wasn't gonna work i had to like lure, i got had to warm him up a little bit so i had to actually be a chick for a moment <laughs> and i don't know man it just kind of i just kind of went with it because i really wanted to make sure that we got him to climax like for real and so i just worked my way up there and i just knew i just knew i was I was just looking so forward to finally laying down that deep voice during orgasm. I was just, <laughs> you don't even know. You should see my face, dude. I was blowing up. <laughs> so, hey, well, what was great about that call, though, was whenever, uh, Matt, whenever uh, Matt was getting off, well, allegedly getting off, and then Dwayne, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, you can hear this mug just whacking. I mean, he just whacking away. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this song was whacking. I mean, hard. There used to be a video. <laughs> there used to be a video when Matt first recorded this. Uh, I have long lost that video, but there used to be a video because Matt didn't know his webcam was on when he first taped this call. <laughs> <laughs> And the video itself, like, you can see Matt, like, trying to not laugh and stuff like that. Like, you can see him, like, holding back. And then you can see, like, in his eyes the, oh, yeah, I done got this bastard. <laughs> Wait, are you telling me that there is a freaking video of me? Because 
Like, so somebody found a webcam video of me doing this? Because I've yes. never known about this. It's, uh, <laughs> there, there was a webcam video to that and one of the ones where you called Dwayne pretending to be the devil. <laughs> and uh, those two videos to them at one point. I don't I know whatever happened to those. I don't well, personally Well, what's funny have. is, like, last, last night, uh, after we finished our first <clears throat> episode, um, me, and, uh, me and Dustin were uh, looking back at our, my old email. And then... Oh, that's and that's. I was like, "What's your email?" Because I was going to see what all stuff I sent them. You know, because looking through it, man, I found every call, every call that me and Matt had. Because yep. uh, when me when me and Matt exchanged these emails a long time ago, I think I might have had a different email. So I know that whenever you came into the picture, I had my permanent email at that time, and that's how I was able to find all this stuff because of my history of sending it to you. But yeah, I still have one video. Um, it was the Castiel video. <laughs> and, and the Castiel. Yeah. And, 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 what, and what's funny about that whole thing was it was completely built around a TV show, Supernatural. The whole, the whole storyline of Supernatural. That's one yeah, we'll that's have to come back to. We're going to have to come back to that one because that one deserves another episode when we have more time to dwell on it. Uh, Matt, first off, let me ask you something. How the hell did Rick talk you in? How did Rick come to you and 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 say, <laughs> how does he present this idea to you that I'm going to get you to get my friend to jack off? <laughs> well, let me go ahead and I'll say, because I really need to clear the record on this. I'm not actually gay, people. Okay, I know what I really played that well. No, no, no not, that, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just Dwayne's not the... <laughs> but like okay so anyway the presentation of this or the prop, you know the proposal of <laughs> making this happen how did it start well yeah. i'm almost i almost feel positive that part of it was me coming up with myself strangely because i know that sounds weird but it's just like why would why would you want to come up with like having him jerk off to you but like I th- it's like we both were talking about it and, and then at the end you say you're a dude the whole time and then it just like <laughs> right into that story and we just got you know this whole thing built and just went for it you gotta you gotta understand guys. It's, it's like i cannot like the word homophobic does not apply anywhere better than it does with Dwayne because he is actually scared you would think he saw a spider or something <laughs> We all know the kind of person Dwayne is, but before Dwayne, me and Matt had our own. We had a we had the original Dwayne. <laughs> this guy right here, and what I mean by the original Dwayne is, he's like a clone, pretty much. You know, maybe a little bit more sense than Dwayne. You know, a little <laughs> more sense. Uh, now, when you tell Dwayne to do something, he would do it without asking. Joel, this, this guy's name is Joel. He would have to think about it for a minute, and if you pull out a five dollar bill. You have so Joel, Joel you know, would do so, anything for money. You said <laughs> anything, like I mean, I just and this is one yeah. example of what he did for money. Matt uh, Matt bought a uh, chocolate X Lax, and I remember we got a chocolate Hershey's bar wrapper, and we <laughs> melted it a little bit and we wrapped it up, and then and then Matt was holding it, and he just like he straight up just like botched the drop. It, it looked so fake. And Joel was just looking, and then Matt was like, I'll, I'll give you $10 to eat that right now. <laughs> no questions asked. Joel, Joel picked it up and ate it. Now, Matt, he tell me what happened after he ate this. 
No, but see, no, 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 because look, it wasn't just that. Like, he ate three different types of X-Lax that day, remember? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Do the you chocolate remember? wasn't working right away. Yeah, well, no, yeah, it wasn't working. We got pills, and we said, well, did we say there were M&Ms or some kind of chocolate-like M&Ms? And he ate, like, you know, way more than what I think he was supposed to. And, and oh, like, God. somehow we convinced him to drink X-Lax that milk. I don't know how we convinced him to do that, though. <laughs> I think it was money, man. <laughs> Probably, from what it sounds uh, like. I, but remember, we ended up in this range girl's house with him somehow, and we didn't know her, uh, but somehow I think Joel did, and he ended up in the toilet for like the whole time we were there. <laughs> we were just talking with these people. <laughs> yeah, <'cause> back in <laughs> these times. He had to shit in a stranger's house. <laughs> yes, dude. He stayed in there for over an hour, I know for sure. We were just like so awkwardly there for no reason. <laughs> we were at somebody's house that we didn't know, and these people were like trying to hang out with us, and we're just thinking, like, okay, this plan. I think this plan backfired on us at this point because we're stuck in a str- in, in some hillbilly's house. I mean, when I say hillbilly, I mean this is like backwoods. You know, you're looking, and you're like, all right, I don't feel safe in this house. But but we did it to ourselves because we uh, we egg slack stole up really good. And this poor guy was in tears. He had to hurry up and go to the restroom. I mean, he runs in that bathroom. We don't see him for uh, over an hour, and you just hear the whole time, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Like you can you hear it through the door. It won't hear it in a stranger's house. <laughs> and it's not even like a friendly stranger's house. It's like a... <laughs> Very sketch, man. <laughs> but that's like, the sketchiness, though, like back in those times, like, I mean, dude, we would end up like uh, we'd end up at weird house. Me and Matt actually met at a uh, in a sketchy situation. I went to some Good. party, uh, some party for some. It was we're all still in like high school or something, I believe, or just getting out. I ended up like knowing some people at at some kind of Shannon High School, and anybody and these chicks invited me to this party, and I went there. And back then, I had really long hair. I had bandanas. I had earrings. I just looked kind of wild. And um, and I was at this party, and these chicks were just like Abercrombie wearing, just real. I guess the preppy type, you know, not the type that would hang out with uh, someone that would look like me. So we ended up like it was a nonstop like argument fight the whole time I was there with these with these hoes. And Matt Kennedy <laughs> was there. And that's how that's how I met Matt Kennedy. And I'm like, what's up, dude? You know, that's like. And it ended up being a. I remember like the first time me and Matt took a picture together. Oh, is it? I was wearing this crazy hat, and I took my pants off in these uh, in these uh, chicks' parking for no <laughs> damn reason whatsoever. I, dude, I used to. Just, I would literally used to walk. I would literally pull my pants down or just take off clothes, just walking in public anywhere. I didn't really care what it back then. I was just gonna make. I would, I would make a scene ever. Go into like stores and I like mannequins and just mess with people. But yeah, that time, <laughs> that's the first time we ever met Matt, and. um from that time, you know what I mean? Like, that's how, like, that's how we got into all of our adventures right there. That day that we met at that party. And then, do you remember the first thing you did? Like, right when we, right when we were in the same room together, remember the very first thing you did? No, what, what happened? I can barely remember anything. So, look, when I walked into that house, I had no idea who you were at all. And all of a sudden, you, I'm like, this, this guy, which is you, by the way, um, comes up to me. 
and that dude just hugs me. He doesn't say anything to me. He he just hugs me, and I'm like, who is this dude? And I'm like, <laughs> somehow from that point forward, just sparks started going off. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that that that, that does make sense. Like now, I probably wouldn't do something like that to anyone. But <laughs> back then, you know what I mean? Like, I would go and just. Uh, you know, like I said, I'll just go hug some random person and be like, what's up, dude? So you know, we're talking just, like 04, 05 when you guys met? Uh, yeah, because uh, what was that? Uh, that sounds right. Because you said you were getting out of high the, school. Me and Rick me and Rick are like the exact same age, minus three or four days. And so I graduated in 04, so I felt like that was probably about the time. I feel like 04, roughly, yeah. Well, because in 04... We went to that uh, Kentucky show with the dishwashers, and um, so that was our, uh, I think that was our like first trip, wasn't it? So that right there, it was probably at the beginning of 04 is when it happened, at the very beginning or at the very end of 03. Okay. That, that's, so yeah, that's when that was, time somewhere. So we're going to get, I'm going to get us back on track so we can talk about the Green Day show. What, what, what year was this that you guys went and saw Green Day in St. Louis? Oh my God! I do not remember. Matt, you say it's you, about? Can you bring? Can you bring this data because I do. I don't even remember the venue. <laughs> it was the Gaylord Entertainment Center. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know anything other than that. The year, man, it, it escapes me. It was during like I, I'm pretty positive it was during high school, so it had to have been like oh. Five, you, you know, maybe something like that. That's a fifteen-year-old story right here, bro. Fifteen <laughs> years old. There was now the, all they had was uh, general admission, and they were pretty much sold out. But somehow, you guys had acquired a uh, stage ticket. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, Matt, Rick, and Joel—they're on their way to see to see Green Day in St. Louis, but. Joel doesn't know that they're going to see Green Day. Uh, what what was it that you told him that you guys were going to go see instead? Well, we were going we were going to go see Backstreet Boys, and I don't understand <laughs> how that was such an easy selling point to him, like over Green Day. I guess just to see if he would want to go with us. So, <laughs> why did we do that? <laughs> so you told him you were going to see Backstreet Boys in. <laughs> but like in Atlanta, right? Like not even in not even in St. Louis. Yeah. So I I don't even understand why that seemed to be the best thing to do to him. Like I, I guess it just to see how far he would believe it. Maybe that's what it was. And, and, and another thing too, we'd always come up with stories that would just kind of like a normal person wouldn't fall for, but we knew the kind of people <laughs> we had with us, and so we we knew a hundred percent that this this guy was going to fall for this for this one right here a hundred percent knew it <laughs> so so you gave him the st- the side stage ticket and uh when we say now that sounds like a pretty sweet ticket to have a side stage ticket to, <laughs> to green day if you don't know what That's a side what stage ticket is <laughs> but um why don't you guys explain to to, uh, to the audience who who may not who may think that this is a, a pretty sweet gift to give somebody a side stage <laughs> ticket to Green Day? What is a side stage ticket? It's like um, okay, so a side stage ticket in reality is a ticket that is 
at the side of the stage that is like way up high. It's the worst possible ticket you can acquire because you really can't even see the show. You're just kind of seeing the screens on the TV. A side stage ticket to Joel means this is a, a seat that is actually on the stage, the side of the stage. <laughs> so all it took was convincing to come with us. Well, I mean, he thought we were going to Backstreet Boys until we got, you know, to a point where he was starting to notice it wasn't Atlanta. What we had to do, like, in order for us to be able to get Joel to accept this ticket and not be feeling like he was shafted by getting the worst possible seat, we sold it to him as the best possible ticket you could possibly have. <laughs> so, so you just didn't tell him that. <laughs> so the way yeah, we can keep him from feeling ripped yeah. off is we just didn't tell him how shitty the ticket was. <laughs> so what we were hoping is he would just walk in there and try to find his seat. He'd go to some guy to tell, you know, some worker there to go tell him where it is. And then we were going to see him way up there in the nosebleed, like just on the side. <laughs> and I just kept looking for him. And it's funny because we never ended up seeing him. Okay. He, <laughs> Pause on that because I know where that story's going. Yeah. We're not going to get there yet. At what point did he start realizing? Was it about the time you got to Memphis? I remember at one point he said, <laughs> when he did notice the St. Louis sign, he says, he says, we must be getting pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, where do you think St. Louis is? Look, man, this guy, look, he's never left, he's never left Mississippi. He doesn't know too much about geography or anything, you know, so he doesn't know where anything is. Like, he thinks the, he thinks the White House is in a, is in the state of Washington, you know? You guys left out the night before. Why did you leave so early? Like, I mean, because you got there at 10 o'clock the night before the concert. Like, why? Well, because, well, the show was sold out. The show was sold out. Hence the reason why Joel got the side of the stage ticket. Because once the venue sold out, they're trying to figure out a way to open up more seats to to get more people in, you know? Because it's sold out at this point. So they open up a section for the uh, for the side of stage, you know, with the obstructed view. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's reason, so that's the reason why we got there early because we knew it was going to be a sold out show, and the whole floor was general admission. Okay. So we got up there about ten. Yeah, we got up there about ten o'clock that night, pitch black. Not, and there's probably about thirty, twenty to thirty fans in, in line already. Um, and then, uh that's where I'm in. Man, I'll let you take over here. This is where the fun begins. <laughs> Just a <laughs> side obvious. note real quick before you get into the next part of the story. This took place on May 13th, 2005. Wow. That's pretty good. That is good. Nice, nice. All right. Ten years ago, man. Now we know. Dude, right. That was like half my life ago almost. <laughs> Do you remember, like, um, okay, so, like, Joel was next to us, and we were just sitting there chilling, trying to find something to happen, you know, because, like I said, Joel's just here for the entertainment part for us. And wouldn't you know it, uh, just while we're there in the middle of the night, waiting in line, here comes this homeless dude. <laughs> and <laughs> he just comes strolling along, and we just... He's just kind of hanging around. I think he was asking us for money or something. And Rick and I, at that at that moment, this was a chance to capitalize on something so amazing. This is an opportunity that we can somehow get Joel into. And I don't know why I thought that this guy would be cool with gay sex acts, but I just had this feeling he would be. So <laughs> you just had an inkling. 
<laughs> well, I mean, um, the thing is, is like when when he was rolling on by and we started talking to him, uh, we immediately started finding ways to make it seem like Joel was somebody looking for a good time to this guy. <laughs> and, and, you know, and Joel was like, nah, man, nah. He had this, like, this way about him to make you, like, wonder if he really did or didn't want to do it. Because this stranger didn't know. We knew, but this stranger didn't know. <laughs> and sitting here talking to him about, like, this guy really loves, like, sticking things in his ass, you know, and things like that. And this, this homeless guy's like, really? And he starts talking to him, getting kind of friendly. And he's like, I can stick this big flat snake in your ass. And at that moment, <laughs> that moment, we knew we had a, a keeper. And here's the thing. We actually have a I'm going to share an audio clip of that with you, Dustin, too, because you need to hear it. Um, it's I've got pretty much the whole conversation. it became very close to rape i mean we were kind of starting to get a little <laughs> concerned for ourselves because it was getting close like really built up um this energy between those two and it just you know like this homeless guy felt like Joel was in denial or something, and he was really trying to go after him. Didn't he? Uh, got, didn't the homeless man actually try to pull Joel into the bushes? Wasn't he trying to yeah, pull? There was a park nearby, and he was like, I can take you over to that park. Let's go over to the park. No, no. Let's get friends. That's cool, man. Stick this up your ass. Nah, man. Nah, nah, that's cool, man. Stick this up your ass. I got a black one. This was turning out to be a situation where I felt like this was going to be premeditated rape. We were going to have uh, to intervene. Like, it got close, man. <laughs> we were just about to abort this this joke and save our friend yeah. from being raped by this crazy guy. <laughs> honestly, it was almost honestly at this point we probably would have let him get to the point where he just got real physical. But before the actual <laughs> before the actual penetration, we would have we would have whooped his ass to stop this from happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have, I would have went up to this SRB and I would have told him, "You listen here, no one sticks a black snake on my boys, but you know, that's what that's the way it would have been." But instead, but me not being able to help myself, I just stood there laughing at him the whole time, not helping the friend. And after the incident with the uh, homeless man, Joel was—you could tell—he was kind of freaked out, and uh, I, and I remember there was multiple people, che- all these Green Day fans in line checking on them and i'm not like i mean i wasn't like a giant green day fan you know like i just like their hits and i went with matt and that's the way a lot of shows go you know matt may not be a big fan of the band i'm into but i'll go with him and we go we go with each other you know just and it's just pretty much just for the adventure i remember there was this girl with the there's the one-armed girl in the line and joel was just fascinated with her he kept trying to get with her and i'm and me and matt i remember we had to tell him but dude come on man seriously was she well, cute she had one arm. Uh, she was she was a sweet girl, and, and and we made friends with her. Me and Matt did make friends with her, and we talked to her for a while. And come to find out, her and Matt had a common interest. What was that? What? Wait, wait, no, no, me and her, just me and her. Yeah. What, what was your What was yours and hers and Joel's common interest? 
Oh, uh, we all loved the uh, band Hanson. <laughs> yeah, these oh, songs. Oh, okay. So, okay, because like the first time I really listened to Hanson, it was definitely with <laughs> you two guys that I've never really hung out that much with ever. So, yeah, it couldn't have. Been, it was just you guys. Totally. Uh, yeah, I was in on. It. I was in on it too. I'm not gonna lie. But uh, <laughs> because because this is it was a year prior to this time. It was probably a dust. You could probably Google this right here. Hanson at the at the yeah. what was the venue called? The 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 pageant. The pageant. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to say 2004, or it could have been 2005. I don't know. But um, you know, we went. Me and Matt went to go see Hanson. Uh, and then, so we were kind of talking about that show to this one arm girl that loved Hanson. And she ended up telling us that uh, she ended up giving us their phone numbers because she was kind of friends with them. What? That was the greatest prank phone calls you can imagine right there with Hanson. <laughs> I know. So you, so and you this prank is called you, Hanson? Oh, man. Oh, constantly, man. Constantly. <laughs> I, yeah, that we, was we July twenty fifth, two thousand four. And uh, we've also prank phone called a uh, weird Al, and we prank phone called some <laughs> different people that we get numbers for. Yeah, yeah, that's funny because I remember I was there for the weird Al, and I, I it was so weird how like people would give us phone numbers, give you phone numbers, didn't give me shit, would, <laughs> and you would think they're bullshit and like there's no fucking way. <laughs> And then it turns out, like, so, uh, you know, but, and I had that, I had this number saved on my phone for many years until they changed it. You well, know, so I like, wonder why. That, that, so he's standing in line because his ticket is secured. Now, you guys, I'm sure, have moved over to the box office where you're going to get your GA ticket. Uh, well, I, I remember at one point Joel looking up and he says, Why does that sound say Green Day? I thought this was the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> like, while he was in line to people yeah. did the ticket not say green day he didn't look no, we, i don't think we showed him i think we explained it that he was getting side stage and we were going to plan on giving it to him later on <laughs> but, I mean, he was bragging he was like yeah when it, talking about the bachelor boys and someone finally told him it was green day and he would come up and he would have this really serious look at our face and, he, and when joe walks up to you to talk to you he don't he don't do that social distancing talking. He comes up to you and stands right up on you, you know, where you can smell the breath. He's like, Hey What is this? <laughs> yeah. I thought this is Backstreet Boys. And where are we at? Are we, are we not in Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, his, his whole world is just like you gotta look at the shot that that you saw. He was totally disappointed that he was not seeing Backstreet Boys. And, he, and then he got the shock of his life when he realized he was not in Atlanta. In fact, he was across the U.S. in St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so, so now while he's bragging, so you said he was in line and he was like bragging to people about how great his seat was, and then uh, somebody who told him finally that, like, dude, this is a shitty seat. Like, was it somebody well, in line? Yeah. So basically understand that we did not get a chance to hear any of this story until the end and okay. i feel like telling it in chronological order in the way that we found out might be the better way for, for you to understand like what happened here we know that he's going to have to ask someone to find it because there's no way he's just going to walk on stage we don't see him the whole show like we're like where is he at and 
it took us to near the end to almost when the whole thing was over, we finally found him. He was sitting like in the front row, one of literally the best seats in the house. Damn. And, and <laughs> I could not understand how the hell that even happened. He basically was literally standing in line with this ticket and he met these strangers. He had to have been bragging about it. So I don't know why he decided to do this for him. But this guy felt sorry for him and told him where his ticket really was and basically gave him a spare ticket he had in, like, the very front row. Like, like I said, the best possible seat. <laughs> so then after all of that, Joel wins the day. <laughs> yeah, I think he had a better view than Rick and I did. <laughs> How was yeah. that show? Yeah, it was a big show. It's kind of like they got some advice from, like, Kiss or something. You know, a lot of a lot of pyro, a lot of just yeah. interactions. And uh, I remember at one point in the show uh, – Billy Joe Armstrong is trying to bring people up on stage to uh, play guitar or drums or whatever instrument, you know. And he was looking at right at me and Matt. And I told Matt, I was like, dude, just raise your hand, dude. Just raise your hand and go out <laughs> oh, and do yeah. that, man. Because I, I said, man, this is your band. You got to raise your hand and go out there and do it. And he was like, but I don't know how to play guitar. It don't matter, man. Just raise your hand. So, so now listen to this. The lead singer of Green Day was sitting there looking right at Matt. You know, waiting for him to raise his hand. You, you want to you come on stage to play guitar? Look, man, it's like, I don't know how to play. I don't know how to play. I don't know. And it, yeah, dude, a little scared, man. A little six-year-old boy gets picked up, comes on that stage. At least he's in green day, hands him the guitar, and he says, look, it's the easiest song in the world. All you're going to have to do is strum this. Ding, ding, ding. Like, just do something like that over and over again. And then I, I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, son of a bitch, I should have raised my hand. <laughs> now that little kid. <laughs> so now that little boy's getting that. He got that, he got that guitar. Like, they let him keep it, remember? I know, that's what I said. We should have raised our hand, man. That, gosh, that could have. <laughs> I know, I know. I remember after the Green Day show leaving, I remember I had a good time. I was exhausted. I was wore out. I remember looking at my buddy Matt. This dude just looked like. Well, he's just been hit by a truck. He's tired. His eyes are red. He's and just, then you're, you, you, know, you say, buddy, can you drive? <laughs> well, it was Matt's car. Well, well see, they, it's Matt's car. So, like, whenever uh, – when he tells me he's ready for me to drive, that's when, that's when I'll drive. You know, the last time I drove Matt's car uh, – you remember that, Matt? It was on the way from Little Rock, Arkansas, and that four-wheeler was trying to uh, – that uh, big rig was trying to run us off the road. And then the cops got yeah, on the phone. Dude. Yeah, it, See that's why that's why he won't let me drive his car because if someone tries to cut me off, I, I try to cut them off. You know, it's like it's like a battle. It's like a game of chicken on the road. Rick is a really good like, driver. My car. <laughs> I love how like you're telling me like it's like a battle of chicken. Like I'm not going to play that shit. And we can already established in the last episode what kind of a driver Rick is. <laughs> yeah, right. I want yeah. to point out Rick was driving in the last episode. <laughs> um, that was my only wreck. That was my only wreck. And you guys didn't stay in St. Louis for the night. Like you're just gonna go ahead and kick out the six hour drive immediately after the show, even though you've been you yeah. got there at ten o'clock the night before, have literally been up well over twenty four hours at this point. And uh you're heading back home, uh did anything go down on the way on the way back to Mississippi? <laughs> well, um, so we were driving back, and I know that you know, like you said, it's been over twenty four hours. It's nights going back. I mean, it had to have been like two o'clock in the morning. We're taking this drive back, and it's just nothing but highway cornfields. Um, 
for those several hours. And what about Little Rock? Were you going through no, Little Rock? I uh, don't think so, actually. I don't think so. I think we were going straight home on 55, so it was going okay. right down through uh, Memphis. But, like, I remember when we were driving back, you know, Joel was sitting there to this, uh, basically in my passenger seat, and Rick was laying down in the back. And, of course, he was getting his sleep. And then Joel started to sleep. So I was the only one awake driving in the middle of the night. And it's like, I don't know, man. Um, (laughs) You guys, hang on a second. We're trying to tell the story. You guys can't see what's going on because it's not a video podcast. (laughs) Rick is distracting us. (laughs) That is some bullshit. <laughs> all right, all right. Now. Proceed, proceed. <laughs> so, like, uh, the biggest. We're sitting here driving back, right? And then, like, both of my passengers are asleep at this point. It's in the middle of the night. I'm sitting here just trying to stay stay awake. And I'm usually pretty good. I've never had anything happen to me in the past, so I just gave it a shot. And it's my car. I, I don't feel comfortable having someone else drive drive me home, um, unless it's me. So, we're sitting here driving. And then I start to slowly feel it, like that that feeling of just like I don't know if I can I don't know if I can make it. This the rest of this trip, and I'm just kind of drowsing in and out. And I feel my eyes kind of just drooping down. There's no traffic whatsoever. I mean, it's just nothing but an empty highway in the middle of the night. Oh and yeah, that's scary. Next thing you know, well, it's like I literally fall asleep at the wheel at that point. And oh, shit. I'm just driving. We're talking like 70, well, for that age, probably 90 miles an hour. And oh, just sitting here just trucking. And I'm sitting here falling asleep at the wheel with two people in my car. And luckily, um, I hit this giant-ass bump in this ditch. And it lifted us. And I remember very clearly someone, whether it was Rick or Joel, but somebody went, ah! <laughs> It was Joel. <laughs> literally screamed like a bitch and it went my ass so hard and I remember pulling over to the side and then dude it's like we we had to like really take a chill pill for a minute and Joel was giving me the biggest freaking stink eye man like he would not stop staring me down and I was like look I'm good alright I'm good so we start to drive again Rick goes back to sleep but Joel is sitting here staring me down dude the entire Entire time, and it came to a point where he was making me so uncomfortable that I was like, "Look, we're gonna have to pull over and go to sleep. I can't, I can't do this." So we pulled into a, basically a Dairy Queen and slept for the rest of the night. <laughs> nice. Were so they having the car out. show at the time? <laughs> you know, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember. I remember. Uh, I remember the almost wreck, and I remember Joel looking at Matt ready to kill him uh, because Joel was so scared of what happened right so, he, scared, so man. when he was staring at Matt I'm not talking about just looking at him staring I'm talking about his nose was literally like two inches away from his cheek staring at him and Matt's just kind of looking like <laughs> alright bro chill out man come on <laughs> so that's pretty much it and after you guys woke up and you went home nothing else really happened right uh, dude, I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of this stuff, man. It happens like I'm sure something probably wild happened, but pretty much the way these trips end, uh, you know, like uh, we'll 
you know, we'll all go a separate pass and then we'll all hang out the next day and just plan our next trip, you know? So we, uh, I know that one right there was, uh, the most memorable thing about that trip was the black snake. I mean, we still <laughs> laugh about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. But, oh, man. You know, but like Joel, he, Joel ended up grow, like going off and just, you know, everybody just kind of goes their own separate ways, but. Well, uh, Matt, thank you for joining us today. It's really good to see you. I don't know if I said this in the show or not, but this is the first time that I've got to talk to or even see Matt, even though it be virtually, uh, in a very long time. 2011, I think. Yeah, since since around uh, Minerva. So, uh, Matt, thanks for coming on. Uh, Everybody out there, thanks for listening. Rick, you want anything you want to say as we uh, wrap up this episode? Hey, sure. Uh to like and subscribe and to tune in for the next episode because the stories will only get better. Good night, everybody.